welcome to JNL Stadium Tour Unleashed. This is the Super Bowl preview. My name is Justin. And I'm Lucas. And in this episode, we are going to review our thoughts for the upcoming Super Bowl weekend. The big game is this coming Sunday, the Chiefs against the 49ers. Should be a good one. Uh, I have the Chiefs winning 35-24. to What do you got? I have the Chiefs winning 38-34. I think it's going to be a higher scoring game. I hope so. Yeah, I'm hoping it's going to be a good one. Uh, we will go over uh, what we think the big factors for each team will need to do to be able to win the Super Bowl. Uh, my first one for the Chiefs is going to be the drop passes. They've been really good this Pre, I mean, postseason so far, the playoff run, and that's going to be a big part in being able to beat this 49ers tough defense. Are they going to be able to make those plays, hold on to the ball, because they've been having so much troubles with it all year. We've talked about it a lot, and I think that's going to be a huge factor because Mahomes is going to get you it, but are you going to be able to hold on to it? Yeah, it's kind of crazy um, how all season we've been talking about the drops like that. And you have to imagine that the playoff experience is going to factor into this and has helped them in the playoffs to change that, what's happened all season. Right, yeah. I think the experience will help there. Uh, just It's just crazy how in these, what is it, three games? or Yeah, three games, I think. They've only had, like, four drop passes, and the rest of the year, you know, they had, like, 40-plus, and the most in the whole league. So when they come up clutch in the big games, that's what you need. Is So I think that's going to be the number one factor for the Chiefs anyway. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think that's, that's going to be big. Um, mine, I think, for the Chiefs to have a chance, the defense – is going to have to step up like they have been doing and really limit uh, CMC and Debo. Um, that uh, 49ers offense has so many weapons, but it's so heavily relied on CMC and Debo in this offense. Um, the past couple games, Ayuk has, has played really good too, but to me it runs through those two. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chris Jones, I think, is going to have to, you know, do what he's been doing, disrupt that offensive line to be able to get the other team eights to close in those gaps. Because, like you said, those are the two big ones. And Debo does a lot of his work after the catch or doing his sweeps or reverses, whatever you want to call those bootleg that he does. So, yeah, I think that will be big. For sure. Um, their defenses, <laughs> they've been stepping it up. Uh, I So for the 49ers, the big thing for them is going to be staying consistent to their game plan, in my opinion. Get those short routes, explode, pick it up, pick apart the little game, and then you'll be able to get that e- – Get Purdy going because when he's actually going, it's really hard because now they can't, like you said, they can't just focus on Debo or CMC. They're going to have to focus on everyone else as well. So it's just going to open up the game so much more for them. And if you get Purdy going right away, he's very consistent. He's been number one in so many categories this year. And, yeah, I just think that's going to be the biggest part for the 49ers to be able to beat the Chiefs, especially when you have Snead on the outside. That will probably be guarding Debo or Ayuk. It's tough. <laughs> like, Which one they guard? I, I would imagine they're gonna. he's going to be on Debo, is my guess. But Ayuk is more of the, the downfield, so it, it's tough. I don't know. Um, yeah. I think that'll be big, though, if they can, you know, get Purdy going 
uh, with a couple quick passes, get them somewhat comfortable. Um, I'm drawing a blank on their tight end right now. I just had it in my head, but Kittle. Yeah, Kittle. He's so good at finding the open space in the in the coverage that they need to get him involved. Um, and and spread the ball around to counter what I think the Chiefs are going to try to do. Yeah. For for them. Um, and yeah, getting getting pretty going with some short, quick throws. Uh, doesn't have to be, even be super short, just, you know, 5, 10, 15 yards, somewhere in there, on some of those easy completions and get his confidence yeah. up and, and rolling is what really helps. And the, the 49ers team does that really well. So it, it could be a battle. Like I said, I think this is going to be a higher-scoring game and a lot of yards and hopefully a few good defensive plays here and there. But. Mm-hmm. So many explosive players on each team. Yep, for sure. Um, I have, so the 49ers on defense-wise, I think the way that Kelsey has been playing, they need to stop that and have somebody else step in and be the target uh, for them to you know, have a chance if if Mahomes and Kelsey can just do what they've done in this playoff run. I don't know if the 49ers are going to be able to compete with that because it seems like they're on another level again this year. Um, but 49ers have to stop that and focus on preventing Kelsey from being a factor. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so that that's a rough one because you know you could easily put your safety on them, but then now you're having troubles double teaming there as well. But then you have Greenlaw or Warner; both of them could easily keep up with them. Yep. In my opinion, it's when Kelsey and like you said, when they're not on like they have these last few games, it's really hard to stop them. What? I guess my next topic is basically with the 49ers defense. So how I think they're going to have to do it. Chase Young, I know the 49ers said they're going to probably limit him coming onto the field due to the lack of production he's been being able to get, which is crazy to me when you have Nick Bosa on the other side. Um, Is that when Chase Young is in there, he's going to have to make plays. Because then you're not going to need a blitz or bring that extra person to come in to help your defense line to get the pressure in the backfield. Because it's going to be really hard to contain Patrick Mahomes. Yep. So if they can get their front four, and Chase Young's a big guy, like a big person that's been so good that he's just kind of vanished this year. So I think he's going to play one of the biggest factors on that 49ers defense to be able that will need to step up when he's actually on the field to play because you're going to have to get that pressure so you can take the linebackers to back off to be able to help with Kelsey and then you're you have your safeties to be able to branch out to cover Rishi Rice on the outside or MSV and you know it's just. I think that's going to be a big thing. Yeah, I, I think um, Warner would be able to cover Kelsey. I mean, he's got the, the speed and size. I would I would assume that that would be, you know, kind of the, the game plan that they're probably going to use on that. Um, so I do agree that he can keep up and do that. It's just he does – so much of other stuff so well that having him right. focus on that is so tough. Um, and the same, I mean, you got Pacheco back there. Yeah, the way he runs, you got to have Warner and Greenlaw ready for that too. It's right. It's tough. This team, like you look at it, and it's only a couple people as far as matchup wise that you're like. 
these players are are their you know skilled players that they use, but they like you know they're going to them, but they still get it. And that's yeah. what's been in this playoffs. The the season was pretty tough because of the drops. I think was mainly where that all affected. And I think they didn't have the the drop issue. They probably would have been the number one seed in oh absolutely AFC, but. That's over and done with, and now the experience is kicking in. And yeah, there's there's so many things that they could do. I don't know if you want to tie a safety up on Kelsey, right? Because you need that. The way Rice is playing too. I mean, he's been the standout wide receiver. Yeah, for easily their best wide receiver, and you know, being a rookie, that that's big shoes right there. Yeah, but, I mean, you need. The back end coverage there. You got to imagine it's going to be one of the linebackers covering him, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, the 49ers defense has proven that it is very beatable. Uh, they give up a lot of stuff over the middle. I think we've discussed this a few times throughout the season. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's kind of where Kelsey thrives and I mean, Pacheco can run and catch. Mm-hmm. He kind of thrives there too. And that, I don't know, the whole thing focuses in my eyes. It's all about Kelsey and Pacheco. Yeah. For this. Uh, that was going to be my next point too. Is the Lions created this nice plan. And the plan is what fits <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs. Because both Gibbs and Montgomery ran it down their throat. Yep. Because like you said, they open up so much. That's why I think Chase Young is going to be such a big, big factor that needs to step his game up. Because to disrupt that so you don't get those big gaps, those big holes in that defense to be able to run it. And I think Pacheco is going to have a huge game. I think the Chiefs are going to have to run early, run them a lot, to show that we're going to run it down your throat, even even though we have Patrick Mahomes behind center, who can make plays left and right. And then that's going to open up so much more for your Kelsey, your Rice, your MSV, and... Yeah, no, MVS, right? Yes, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, MVS. And that was going to be my next thing. Like, pump that up through them because <laughs> that defense is, like you said, they they give that middle so much. Yeah. And if Pachenko can run like he does, he runs like a madman. <laughs> He's on a mission every time he gets the ball. I love the way he runs. And they need to be able to contain that. And the lines just proved what can happen to this 49ers defense. And it's a scary thought when you have a team as good as the Chiefs and that's their strong suit. You've got, like you said, Kelsey covers that middle and can go outside. And and then you have so many other, like even uh, check can even, run the ball up the middle like he's a very good fullback and the way they play it no wrong team <laughs> who is their fullback oh, so I was thinking they really don't have one do they, they don't really use one I don't think they got the uh, the running backs they don't use hardly yeah oh yeah yep Hilaire Hilaire yeah. Hilaire player, but yeah, I like him. He's good. But yeah, I I think that's injured. Yeah, I don't. He must be injured. I'm pretty sure he's injured. Because he was. Yeah. Because they were optimistic that he could be back for it, but it looks like he's out. Um. He would have been a big factor too, I think, but. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be heavy on Pacheco because I don't 
Clint Edwards-Hilaire just doesn't really fit this offensive style, in my opinion. And I was kind of surprised when they had him, or when they got him a few years back. But He did good right away until he got hurt. Yeah. And then, I mean, they they kind of changed the way that their offense ran, and and he just didn't really fit. So I I expect he'll probably be gone, but... You think so this season, but uh, yeah, you had stated that the Lions kind of showed that, and it's funny because the the way that the Lions played them, they don't usually play that way. Um, no, they they do play over the middle a little bit, but it's usually more towards the sidelines with the tight end and uh, um, the Martin Brown. But uh, but the way they played them, they played it right over the middle. And this is that's the strong suit for the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, the 49ers have, have the offense to compete. It's just, I don't know. It'll be a good game, I hope. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have a whole lot more, I guess. It's stopping those guys and, you know, making sure that they don't allow the big plays to those guys. Um, yeah. CMC and Debo, the Chiefs need to stop. 49ers need to limit Kelsey and Pacheco. Um, if, if they're going to let somebody beat them, it's got to be somebody else that you're not 100% sure if they'll make the catch even. Right. Um, MVS, he, he's played well this postseason now. I mean, he had a pretty big catch against the Ravens. But... uh but yeah, I, I still don't trust him. <laughs> no, I don't either. Uh, yeah, I guess my last thing would be how big is experience in these big games gonna factor into this game? A lot, you know, you see these things around the league, around Twitter, and all these other people saying how experience really is irrelevant when it comes to, to the NFL, but it really. I, I think it trans transitions all the way up to the NFL. I think experience is huge. Are you going to be able to perform under the big bright lights of the Super Bowl? And in my opinion, I think that's going to play a big factor in it, which is why I did end up choosing the Chiefs to win this game. I've been, like I've said all the way through the year, I think the 49ers were going to make it and win it. But now that the Chiefs made it, I had to switch due to the fact that Mahomes has been here. Kelsey's been here. Like, so many of these players have been here, and I think that's going to be a big deciding factor. Yeah, I think experience is huge. I've said this forever, that experience is on the same you know level as having very important players in positions. It it factors very heavily in high pressure games. Whether you've been there, whether you can handle that pressure, um, you know, limit the butterflies and and still be able to make the plays. And I never got to experience any of that type of situation. No. But it's it's got to be such a huge thing because you go into a game nervous and you know concerned about it versus somebody that's been there and and won it a few times. The person that's been there and won it a few times is going to have you know a far better feeling entering the game in my eyes. So I agree. Yeah, definitely. The nerves are going to be huge. How how can you prepare for that when you've never been there? Yeah, because playoffs and just the Super Bowl are way way different. And like you said, I've never been there myself. I've never had a high pressure game in my life, so I really don't know. But I'm it, it's got to when you see these teams, even from high school all the way to college, the ones that have had the most success has been the ones that have been there. Yeah. Which is why Alabama's been so good forever, and Florida's been up there. The now Georgia because they've been over there. The young players keep coming in, playing, and 
when Tom Brady was in the league. He's been there, which is why he was able to come back from the 28-3 to lead. And, I mean, deficit to beat the Falcons. And there was just so many of that stuff that you see that that experience comes in. Yeah, and I'm not going to discredit because I, I think the 49ers could compete. Oh, absolutely. They just have to play at a much higher level than the Chiefs would have to to win. Yeah. And we'll see. It'll we'll be here in no time, and we'll be talking about it next week. It'll be over yeah. in four more days, man. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on then. Uh, we just kind of wanted to discuss uh, the coaching changes that had happened. Um, we're going to go over the, some of the GM, not GM, but uh, head coach changes. And then a few of the offensive or defensive coordinators that we think are worth mentioning um, yeah. at this point. So we'll kind of go over that. Uh, we got the first one. It's going to be the Atlanta Falcons. Um, they ended up hiring uh, the defensive coordinator for the Rams as their head coach, uh, Raheem Morris. Personally, I think defensive coordinators, defensive-minded coaches, aren't usually very good at head coaching. But we got a few of them this year. We'll see how they work out. Yeah, it's a welcome back home for him, though. So that's pretty exciting for the Falcons organization. Yeah, that's true. Uh, moving down the list, uh, we got the Buffalo Bills. Um, they officially uh, hired Joe Brady as their offensive coordinator. Uh, he took over midseason and pretty much turned that offense around, in my opinion, and uh, I think that's a good hiring. I fully agree with that, kind of expected it. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Uh, You could tell night and day difference between Ken Dorsey and the way Brady did the offense. Huge signing. One of the best ones, for sure, getting him that full-time job as his coordinator. I think that's going to propel them to the next level next year, and this offense is definitely going to be explosive go- next year as well. Yeah, I mean, they took over the second half of the season there, and they were a much much better offense. Um, they still got yeah. some issues to work out, but now with some time and knowing that he's the coordinator, they can implement those and, and hopefully make some plays. Yeah, I think they went like six or seven and one to end the season and <laughs> to win the division. So, Yeah, mid-season there, prior to that the firing, I pretty much counted them out, but it was a good decision. I don't always agree with mid-season changes. Um, luckily, this one worked, but they usually don't. Uh, moving on, I guess, to the next one then. Uh, Carolina Panthers, they hired Dave Canales, as their head coach. Um, I honestly, I don't, I don't know a whole lot here. Uh, hopefully it works out. I'd like to see a big focus on helping Young develop and getting him some weapons. So hopefully they, they can do that. They hired a bunch of other people too, because a bunch of people got hired, <laughs> cleaned out. Yeah, the, which makes sense. And he was the offense coordinator for the Bucks. This last year, and their offense actually played pretty well. So hopefully you can get that young Panthers offense going because they definitely need it. So could be a good hire. We'll see what happens next year with them, with such a young core. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they can get that going. I, I think they got a good quarterback there. They just need a little bit more around them. And... Yeah, that'd be good. So, uh, moving on, then we got my boys, the Raiders. Uh, Raiders. We got 
the Raiders, yeah, the Raiders next, uh, would be they officially hired Antonio Pierce as their head coach. Um, he took over midseason, and I think this is a really good hiring, um, getting that atmosphere in that locker room. Um, everybody just kind of surrounded him, and I think they played way above what they should have for a portion of the season and some of the games that probably shouldn't have been able to compete in. But I really like this hire. Um, excited to see what they do. I hope they stick with um, the Connell quarterback. Yep. Um, but we'll see what happens there because there's rumors of them looking at a quarterback. But I'd like to see Personally, I'd like to see what he can do because I, I think he showed some potential. But Yeah, I agree. I want him to stick with him as well. Even if you do someone up during the draft, uh, uh, you can make it as a competition. See what you can get out of him. Name him the starter. See what, what he does. He played well. Like you said, they lived up to way higher than a lot of people were thinking they were going to be able to, especially with... Jimmy G injured, pretty much counted them all, almost made it to the playoffs. Antonio Pierce came in as head coach, and that new look that they had was absolutely awesome. I fell in love with the Raiders' defense again. But I hope my biggest fear is that he's going to get too settled and they're going to focus too much on the defense. Like a lot of defense, uh, old defensive players slash defense coordinators usually do. So I hope they still keep that energy, that drive of making that offense explode with the talent they have. So that's the only thing I'm afraid of. I love this hire. I've talked about it a lot during the season, and I one of the best fill in coaching jobs of the year for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I'm a huge fan of defense, but they just, those uh, players and coaches typically don't transition well to head coach um, because you have to adjust offensively so much and, and they seem to lack in that a little bit. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hopeful because the way that they played this year, it was, it was promising, but we'll see. Uh, next one. This one is a big one. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers went with Jim Harbaugh for their head coach. Uh, there, I mean, there was talk every year about him coming to the NFL and just kind of never really seemed to happen for the past little while here. And uh, I think the, I think this setup right now um, the offensive coordinator, we got Greg Roman. I think it's going to be a good one. I am excited to see this team next year. Last year, they had a lot of injuries and underperformed, but injuries were a big factor in that. And new season, new coaching. Um, I'm excited. I think this one's a good one. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I like this one. I'm shocked at it. I honestly <laughs> thought Jim Harborough was going to stay with Michigan. I said it all over Twitter, and I honestly thought he was going to stay, especially after winning his ship. Um, I'm kind of sad, though, because he was going to be a Viking, and then it just went away <laughs> and went to stay at Michigan. So, yeah, I think this offense can be so explosive if Jim and Greg can get this team in the right direction. The Chiefs could be easily be one of the top AFC teams. They have so much talent. It's unreal. And when you can't actually put it all to use, it sucks for a team that has so much potential. Yeah, I mean, his name has been talked about so much, and he just never never wants to come to the NFL, but 
But um, I, I kind of question so the defensive coordinator that they hired is the defensive coordinator from Michigan. Yep. That kind of scares me having anything defense related coaching wise from college <laughs> just because of the play style being so different. Um, so that'd be something that would be interesting to see. Um, I don't know how often that has a success rate, but who knows? We'll see. I don't know if you had anything else on that one or not, but you no, know, I'm good there. Uh, I ne- do want to. I do want to bring up want the next coaching one. Okay. Because I'm not sure if we're gonna cover it or not. But interesting fact that uh, the Rams brought up Chris Mula. I don't know if you're gonna bring that one up next or not, but he is a grandson of Don Shula, and which is really awesome. Because, well, we all know who that is. Right. Uh, he actually played for with Tom McVay as a linebacker in college. So I think that's kind of cool how he brought him up and had him as his offense coordinator, even though he is a big defensive guy. He was a linebacker there. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. His dad was a coach as well. Yeah. I didn't know that part. At least they played together. That's kind of neat, yeah. It'll be interesting to see because, I mean, some of the – what I think could be really good offensive coordinators, you know, come from the defense side of the ball. They just usually don't go that route. <laughs> um, okay. Same for – I mean, a lot of quarterbacks, I think, could be really good defensive coordinators. But Interesting thing, yeah. I I did not know that they played together. <laughs> Yeah, defense coordinator, not offense coordinator. This website is all messed up. Got me all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> reading and reading are really hard for me. It looks is a defensive coordinator, coordinator here, but so it makes like, sense. He's going to the defensive coordinator, so you don't see that. Yeah. But, uh, but there are some positions like you oh. could see. It just doesn't really happen. Yeah, defense coordinator. He's yep. a defense coordinator, not offense. <laughs> oh, that's too awesome. But, yeah, I think that's a big one. Okay. I think that's going to be pretty cool. I think that's awesome that that happened, especially knowing, knowing that they went to college together and played together. Yeah. Yeah. Connection there. They know they know each other and their play style, so it makes sense, too. Yeah. Um, the next one I got, uh, New England Patriots, they went with Jared Mayo. I don't understand this one, really. Um, must have been something that showed um, as to why they wanted him. He played there and now, well, coached there and then now is head coach there. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see how that works. Another one that was defense. Yep, defensive mind. Yeah, he was good though in the NFL. Yeah, I question them at head coach. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna keep my thoughts to myself on that one. I have, <laughs> yeah, I just put it that way. Uh, the next one I was just gonna touch on. Um, so the Eagles went with new coordinators. They went with uh, defense, they got Vic Fangio from the Dolphins. And Kellen Moore um, ended up leaving Chargers because of the coach firing and stuff. Uh, I think this one's kind of interesting. Uh, Kellen Moore is more of a passing <laughs> offensive coordinator. I'm not sure how that's going to work. Um, the Eagles... A strong suit is typically the running the ball, and then that opens up passing later on. Interesting to see. Um, and Vic Pangio, I mean, his defense scheme was kind of easy to beat in some situations. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they do that. Um, this defense needs something. So hopefully for their sake, 
it works out. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of an interesting hire. I did not expect that either one yeah. of them there. Well, tell more. Yeah, that's a hard one because, like you said, he's such a pass-first kind of guy. I loved watching him at Boise State, and I really like him, but this is a weird hire in my opinion as well. Fangio, I really liked his defense right away with the Dolphins, but they had so many injuries on that defense. That's true. You know, you take away, what was it, like, three of their best players within the first, what, four weeks <laughs> and lost them for all year. And then they didn't have Rams, uh, Rams, Ramsey to start the year either. Yep. Or Xavier Howard. And like, they had a lot of downfalls on that team. And the way it, the nitty gritty, the dirtiness that the Eagles play, I think he could have a lot of success there. But what are you going to do with an often, uh, offense first minded coach when you know that's not what the Eagles do? So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, that's a good point on Miami's kind of downfall there. They, they really had a lot of injuries and in that isn't necessarily fair to judge. So that that's fair. But I still question the other one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I don't got much else there. So if you have anything. Nope. All right. That was we'll move on. Uh, the next one I think is kind of interesting. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers went with Arthur Smith. That's their offensive coordinator. Mm. I don't like this. I don't know why you would do that, seeing the offense for the Falcons. <laughs> I don't know. Especially when they have so much talent on that Falcons offense, and he could do nothing with it. Yeah. <laughs> you had so much talent. You probably had the best rookie running back in the class, and you made him look like nothing for most of the year. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, but, who knows? Again, maybe it's not in NFL, so. But <laughs> I just, it doesn't make sense to me at all. It's one that I saw and I was like, uh, why didn't they go with, because they, they figured their coach mid-season, I think. And the guy that, who was replaced them, I can't remember, but and they were better than what they had. I don't <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. This one just doesn't make sense to me. It's a weird one. Um, yeah, I guess moving on then. Uh, Seahawks went with Mike McDonald, the Ravens defensive coordinator. I really like him as a defensive coordinator. Again, we'll see what he does as a head coach. Um, it doesn't always transition well, but he's done really well. As defensive coach, maybe he can, you know, get the right players and have a really good offensive coordinator, or maybe he is got a good offensive mind. We'll see. I'm not against having a defensive player or a defensive coach get an opportunity. It's nice to see. I just, the success rate isn't quite as often. Right. Uh, yeah, I like this hire. Uh, is he going to be able to bring that Seattle energy back to Seattle? Yeah. Like what Pete Carroll did right away, that's what the Seahawks need again. And you could see what the Ravens' defense did. That energy from the front four all the way back to the back two. So I think that's going to be huge. Can he bring that light back in? I'm not a Seahawks fan, but... Can he do that? Can he bring a team that could be so good back to where they were a few years ago? It's going to be interesting to see. I, he's clearly, he knows what he's doing with defenses. So hopefully he can get an offense coordinator that can light a fire with that offense that has so much talent. Yeah. And, I mean, being a defensive coordinator, you have to know how an offense works. So 
there is that that opportunity there too. It's just I don't know. I, I like the hire. I just I have to see more, and I'm excited to see that this next season. But the one team that we'll get to watch closely and see how it works out. They got a lot of offensive weapons that weren't used very well this year. Right. Uh, next, then, I guess for me would be uh, the Titans. Went with head coach uh, Brian Callahan. Um, he was the Bengals offensive coordinator. Yep. I don't know a whole lot about about him as far as a as the way that he coaches, I guess. Um, but it's going to be a completely different team than what the Bengals have. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be good, man. You think it will be? Yeah, I do. Uh, what he did with Joe Burrow as a rookie and second year until he kept getting hurt, that offense was clicking up on all cylinders all the time. And then what he did with Browning, is he going to be able to translate that to Will Levis and his cannon? And then yeah. you have D-Hop, and they have a lot of big parts there as well. Um, so I, I like that because what you've seen with the Bengals, we talked about Browning and how he could easily go step somewhere now as a starting co- I mean, starting quarterback. Yeah. So, you know, what he was able to do with these young guys, and they looked confident with any quarterback under center, and I'm guessing a lot of it had to do with him being as the coordinator there. Yeah, that's so I true. Like it. I like, mm-hmm. especially with Levis, you know how much I love him. So I'm excited to see what he can do there. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see a passing game in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if he can do that, I will definitely appreciate him. So, for sure. I didn't think about that with uh, Browning stepping in and all that. It's a good point. Definitely a good point. Uh, the next one, Washington Commanders. Um, they got Dan Quinn as their head coach. Um, I think, I mean, that we'll see as far as for that, for him. Um, he's shown he can do defense coordinator pretty well. Um, he was the head coach for the Falcons and didn't have quite as much success, but I don't know. I think I'm more excited about their coordinators for this team. Um, yeah. Cliff Kingsbury as the offensive coordinator and Joe Witt Jr. as a defensive coordinator. I think this combo is going to be really good for this team. And hopefully Dan Quinn lets Cliff run the offense how he wants. And I yeah, because... Cliff Kings, Kingsbury <laughs> is a big one. The thing I think is very interesting about that one, I'm sorry if I cut you off there, but uh, no, you're good. he's a big part. Like, I think he came in to try to get Caleb Williams to go there, be able to get him, because they were together at – he had a big part with Caleb Williams, and I think that's a big part of why I think they hired him. Uh, and that Joe Witt, secondary coach for the Cowboys, you know he knows how to play that defense, and especially in that secondary. And the commanders really, really need a lot of work on that defense. So hopefully he can bring that mentality to the commanders and get them going because, again, they got a lot of talent on that offense, but when your defense cannot 
help the offense at all, it's going to be really hard. So I think that's a good hire as well. It's interesting. I like it. Yeah, I think, I mean, as far as coordinators, I think this combo could be the the best combo of hires. <laughs> but yeah. we'll have to see as time plays out. But not 100% sold on Dan Quinn as a head coach yet. But, I mean, another shot. What's it? What's it hurt? Yeah, that is what it was. And yeah, so I guess that pretty much covers the coaching that I can think of. Okay. So, me too. I, I think that was the last one. So I have a question for you. A uh, surprise question. Oh, geez. These are the worst. We didn't, we didn't go over this. <laughs> so, not calling in the Cowboys. Because, of course, that would be the team you'd want to go to. If you had any coaching job and position, where would you go and why? Now, this is an interesting question. <laughs> um, with the teams from this current year, you're saying? Like, roster-wise? Yeah. Uh, Ravens defensive coach. Ooh. Yeah, like so that. much talent there. Yeah. I like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, that would, I think that's have to, have to be where it goes. <laughs> I knew it was going to be defense. Yeah. I almost threw that, I almost threw that in there that you can be defense. <laughs> but I decided I better not be that mean. <laughs> Well, if, if I had to pick offense, it'd probably be Seahawks. Yeah. Um, just because how much weapons they have on on offense, but I don't think I could utilize those, those weapons enough because I don't. I'm not an offensive mind. In my offensive mind, it would be the pass every play <laughs> because you don't need a running back. Right. And that probably that's doesn't work. Awesome. Well. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Now I'm curious. Especially, about with, their, especially with their running backs. Man, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Mine? Yeah. I got lucky. I was able to think of this because I knew I was going to ask you. <laughs> I'll go to the Jets special teams. <laughs> <laughs> because I think Gibbs, as a punt returner, kick returner, could shatter and destroy a lot of the special team stuff that is out there, even though pretty much special teams is obsolete now, but I love really? special teams. I was the best at special teams, <laughs> and I was a decent – for our school, I was a pretty decent kick returner and punt returner, so I think that's where I'd go. <laughs> and if I couldn't do that, since I love cornerback – I mean, uh, love that, I'd probably have to go – Probably Chiefs uh, D-back coach. Just because they have so many good secondary players that even I I was smart enough to be a cornerback. I just wasn't good. I I was scared to hit. So that's why I sucked at defense. (laughs) You tackled worse than Dion. Yeah. It it wasn't a good thing. <laughs> so I, I just want to throw it out there too that I am nowhere near smart enough to be a coach for any NFL team. Oh, me neither. But if somebody's willing to pay me, I will do it. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not smart enough either. That's I, why I can I, take a coaching spot, but I won't claim that I'll do anything good. Right? That's why we're talking about me not there. <laughs> I mean, I'm a pretty good coach on Madden. I just yeah. can't play. Yeah. Like, you know, backup quarterbacks are usually good coaches. Yeah, the, the Madden players are <laughs> are good coaches, too. Come on. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, um, that's a good question. Put me on the spot. One out there. Yeah, I don't want to sit there thinking about it forever. But if I would have, I probably would have gone with a a less important position and been like a specific position coach. <laughs> that's why. I, that's why I had it a little easier. Yeah, and I love special teams, so that makes it so much easier. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, I don't have much else. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Nope, not about this. I am good. All right, it's gonna be an exciting weekend coming up. I uh, can't wait. Uh, we're actually getting together, Luke's family and my family. I don't know if anybody else is gonna be there or not, but uh, we're gonna watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's going to be our first one together this year to watch. Yeah, I mean, we we missed the past couple of years uh, with the whole illnesses and stuff going around. We didn't want to spread them anymore. So we oh, yeah. kind of didn't really have much for Super Bowl parties, but we're getting back into that. I'm excited, and hopefully it's a good game. Hopefully your team wins if it's the Chiefs. Um the 49ers, I'm sorry. The team lost. <laughs> yep. Um, and hopefully your if your team wins, good luck to them and sorry for the Chiefs. But I as well, I think it should be a good game. I'm excited for it. A lot of people aren't as thrilled, but I think it'll be a good game. They match up very well. Yeah. I mean they're the best team from each side, so what the season proved, at least this year. Um, yeah, uh, this covers our recap. Uh, well, not really recap, but our predictions, I guess, for the Super Bowl. Um, key plays that we think could impact it. Um, podcast is available on Apple, Google, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And as always, thanks for listening. Uh, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. If you have any questions, comments. Um, also, if you can leave a rating, it helps greatly. Uh, thanks for listening, and thanks, Luke. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Uh, yeah, like you said, we're available on social media. Email us, and we'll do try to do the live updates as best as we can. It'll be a little difficult with people over and stuff but we'll do what we can and thank you for listening